Welcome to Mortgage Broker Acceleration with Broker Ideas Group. Being a successful mortgage broker is not about how many loans you write, working hard, or winning awards. It's about building a high-performing business that works with or without you. If you want smarter, proven ideas to accelerate your business, keep listening. If you want to accelerate even faster, visit brokerideasgroup.com.au. That's brokerideasgroup.com.au. Now it's time to accelerate. It's over to your hosts. Hey everybody, it's James Vaguely here. Welcome to another episode of the MBA podcast, episode 133. Uh, this is going to be a good one, Ash. Before we reveal the topic today, how are you doing? You look pretty fresh. Uh, yeah, very fresh and uh, looking forward to this one. Um, this is very topical and uh, I reckon listeners, this might resonate. So yeah, let's dive in. Dive in. Uh, listeners, today we're talking about why people really use brokers, why people really use brokers. And I, I'm guessing, Ash, a lot, of, a lot of our listeners probably think they already know the answer to this. Let's, do, let's unpack that first. What do we think our listeners think people really use brokers for? What do we think? Um, look, there's, there's, there's a lot of reasons, I think, depending on who you ask, why people use brokers are oh, because they're convenient, oh, because they've got a choice of lenders, uh, because they can deal. get you the best deal. Yes, deal. that's probably the one. I think that's the that's the overarching, um, I guess, uh, belief that a broker is motivated to get you the best deal whereas dealing with a lender is potentially they're motivated by giving you the deal that's best for them yeah yeah so for i reckon our listeners are thinking yeah why do people really use brokers yeah to cut out the fluff cut out all that paperwork someone to help you through a confusing process get the best deal um you know navigate the minefield that sort of thing um but I think we want to take a different tact today, Ash, because all, although all of that stuff is true, I think there's another reason or a couple of other reasons people really use brokers because in the instance of a broker going, oh, it's because I can help them get a better deal, get the best deal, cheaper rate, save money, et cetera, et cetera. Well, if that was what people wanted, they could go to an online lender and I'm pretty sure, Ash, no broker can match what an online lender will be able to provide in terms of pure bargain basement cheap rate. True? Correct, correct. Uh, and I'm not sure of the exact percentage. Um, if anybody wants to question this number, feel free. But I, I believe it's still less than 1% or not much, not much different to around the 1% of all loans are settled through what I would call direct proprietary channels where, you know, you're dealing, you know, with a machine almost rather than dealing with a human being. Mm. Um, it's still less than 1% of all loans that are settled, mortgages are done through what I would call an online lender where the client, you know, is getting the loan organised themselves through an online portal, yeah. right, with no human intervention. And they've been around for years. It's not, there's not a mm. new phenomenon. They've been around, uh, forever, well, for at least the last 10, 15 plus years. So the argument or the answer that a lot of brokers, I can get them a better deal. No, like, yes, you can get them a better deal and a good deal, but you can't get them the cheapest, absolute cheapest rate. So it's not about that. So brokers talking about and thinking, this is why people use us because we can get 
We can negotiate and get the best deal for them in the marketplace. Well, stop focusing on that. And I reckon Ashwin brokers put that to the side, their value proposition shifts entirely and elevates to an entirely new level. And that's where we want to go, I guess, with this conversation today in what people really want. Yeah, it's particularly relevant, I think, in the uh, current environment we're in. Uh, You know, we're sort of approaching mid mid year, mid 2023. You know, the rate cycle here in Australia has been on an upward trajectory for many months now, which is um, first time in almost living memory for most people, certainly the last 25 years. This has happened. So there's a lot of attention on rates. There's a lot of attention on cost of living. So there's a lot of hype and a lot of speculation. So, and so the public at large are generally being pushed harder and harder and harder into this mindset of, uh, I must get the cheapest deal. And it'd be very easy as a broker to take that on board and believe that's your primary objective. Um, and the truth is, if, if that was the primary driver for people, everybody, would be getting their loans online from the cheapest provider. Yep. I, mean that, I mean, this is the inescapable logic, is that if there was one or two lenders that were clearly cheaper than everybody else and all you had to do was to get that deal was to do it yourself online, wouldn't everybody be doing that? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Wouldn't everybody be doing that? So to your point about, okay, what what, what is the shift that I as a broker would need to probably make? Well, it certainly is to understand human nature. And and this comes down to people are looking almost to outsource their trust or outsource their um, decision-making to a third party. Because, you know, when it comes to taking a big mortgage, and let's be honest, the average mortgage across Australia now is what, five, six, in some places, seven, eight hundred thousand dollars $800,000. It's a big debt. And it's a big part of somebody's um, ongoing obligations financially for many, many years to come. So it carries a lot of stress and anxiety mixed with the excitement and the thrill of, of buying, hopefully, your dream property. So all of those things combined mean that people go into getting a mortgage with a mixture of high emotion, uh, high anxiety, and not a lot of knowledge, right? Because um, it's true today as it was 30 years ago when I, when I started writing loans or even 40 years ago, James, that people don't really understand what an interest rate means. There's this very low level of comprehension of actually what an interest rate means and how interest is calculated. If people knew that, they would probably approach the the deal they're looking for differently. But this brings me back to where we're at, right? And I think there are some similarities between obtaining a mortgage and what I would call getting an operation. They they you know if you're if you've got somebody, either yourself or a loved one that needs a procedure that's potentially life-saving, does anybody negotiate on the cost? No. No. And yet we go over to mortgages where I would argue that for many people, it's equivalent with a life-threatening situation at a, at a fear and anxiety level for people getting a big mortgage. I would argue it's actually worse for some people. And yet, there's this expectation, mindset, both from the consumer, the media, and the broking industry or parts of it, that what we should be focusing on is getting the best deal. 
That's not what we should be focusing on. Of course, we want to get the best, most appropriate outcome for the customer. You know, that, that just goes without saying. But you know what, James, and I, I used to say this to customers, if all you want is the cheapest possible deal, there's 10,000 other brokers who can do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's not yeah. a particular skill. That's There's no skill in that. If that's all you want, there's 10,000 choices of brokers. Here's what I do. Mm. And right? you can win the business. 100%, 100% of, the of the time. And I love the analogy you made about the um, about the medical procedure because it's the same. Having a life-threatening, serious medical situation and buying a home or getting a big mortgage, they're big events in people's lives. Like these are one of the top one, two or three biggest things they will do, right? So when we think and know that's the case, what happens through a big event? Stress, confusion, uncertainty, worry. So they're the things people, you know, it's because there's so much information, not sure what to do, how this works. Am I going to get what I want and the right result? So if we reverse engineer it that way, we come back to, okay, well, what they really use a broker for then, as you said, you you mentioned this word at the start, it's I need to outsource my decision-making to someone that knows the process, can make it easy, and someone that I trust that can achieve that for me. So they're looking to almost outsource the worry and the stress and the confusion to somebody else. Um, And if they get the result they're looking for, which is dream home, new investment property, whatever it happens to be, and they get that result without confusion, stress and worry, will they then necessarily look back and go, oh, but, but did I get that the cheapest deal at the same time? No, like same as the surgeon, you need surgery, you outsource that confusion, stress and worry to the surgeon, Uh, you pay them, you get the result, you're feeling better, uh, problem solved. You don't then look back and go, oh, I paid too much. (laughs) I should have gone with a cheaper guy, cheaper person. Uh, I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, can you imagine the reaction? I'd love to actually see this um, fly on the wall if uh, somebody was in speaking to, I don't know, let's call it a heart surgeon or for, for the sakes of the example and the heart surgeon said, yep, I can probably save your life by doing X, Y, Z. Uh, I'll be confident that that will happen. Um, the price is 50 grand or 30 grand, whatever it is. Um, people don't even think about that. It, it, would you stop and go, oh, that's fantastic. You're going to save my life, but can you do it for 20? Yeah. What could you do? Oh, <laughs> what about 30, 35? Like it just doesn't happen. So this is really why people use brokers and and it really it is incumbent on a broker to think like this and to build their process and how they present to the world and their and customers like this because mm-hmm. people are not looking for somebody who can get them the best deal they they might think they are it, and it is part of the equation however the primary driver is somebody that I can trust who can reassure me that I'm doing the right thing and I'm making the right decision and I used to sum this up with brokers. I was um, training uh, back in the day, James, by uh, saying that people will do business with whoever helps them sleep at night the fastest. That, that was always my mantra. People yep. will choose the broker or anything in life, actually, but the broker who helps them sleep at night the fastest. And that is just, a, I guess, a statement that reflects people want to escape the emotional pain yep. that taking on a big debt brings. 
So how do they escape that emotional pain? Who can help me do that the fastest? Mm -hmm. Yes, rate's part of it, but confidence, trust, dependability, reliability, expertise, all of those things feed into the mix where rate just becomes one of the things, but it's not the number one thing. It's Otherwise, everybody would have mortgages with the one or two cheapest providers out there. Exactly. And, you know, we come back to that element of trust and it's, uh, there's a few elements to that because they, number one, they don't trust themselves to do it and get the right outcome because they're confused. They don't know. Like, I don't know how to change a tire or service my car. I don't know how to do brain surgery. So same as the average uh, person out there doesn't know how the mortgage process works. So they don't trust themselves. Uh, but they also don't trust uh, online lenders because, you know, we're still living in a tangible world. We still need personal connection and relationships, right? So there's uh, at least the majority of people, we're not quite there yet, are we, Ash, in terms of people implicitly trusting a pure online process. And we've seen that in the results, 1%. And third, they don't trust banks and lenders. Now, we got nothing against banks uh, and lenders, but that's just the nature of the beast that, you know, unfortunately, for one reason or another, people don't necessarily think that highly of you know, banks, whether they're big ones or small ones or lenders. So, um, you know, they're looking to trust someone. It's a basic human requirement, right? It's part of the human DNA structures. We're social animals. We like to, we like to work in groups and we like to trust and depend on our groups. And that applies in the broking industry. You know, people, People might sit at home at eleven o'clock at night, and I, I heard a uh, I heard a funny ad on the on the radio. Some of the some of our listeners may know who I'm talking about. There's a particular lender who promotes uh, um, a philosophy that you know the evenings your free time, right? Kids are in bed, and then they call it your refi time, right? Which makes me laugh. So this consumer's at home at eleven o'clock at night on the computer, going, "Oh, I didn't realise it would be so easy." Like they're trying to sell that dream that you can do this yourself. Now, I would argue that, yes, you can do a lot of it yourself. The research, the analysis, the provision of documents, all of those things can be done independently of a broker should you choose to. However, the the, the bit that can't be done is the trust bit, the decision-making at the end. I mean, how many of you know our listeners have been in a situation where the client sort of even has in their mind the lender that they'd like to use, but they still turn to the broker, yeah. to either confirm that thinking or to provide an alternative. So the brokers yeah. will always have a role as the trusted advisor that either manages the whole journey, and some people will always want that, but there'll be some people who, I, I want to do it all myself, but I still want you at the end to give me the trusted advice. Yeah, it, it's no different to what we do in, in the advice and coaching space, right? Like most most brokers, our listeners, most of you sort of have an idea of what you want and the strategies that might help you get there. But do you trust yourself that if you follow that path, you will get the results? Well, probably not because you haven't done it. That's why people come and work with us because you're outsourcing this decision and trust to other people that have already achieved that particular result. So it's kind of the same, isn't it? Sure, a borrower could do all the research and find a good rate and do all the doc, but why would they mm. when there's someone else that can help them ensure a better result? Same as our listeners, you guys. If you work with us, 
will show you what to do and ensure you get a better result. It's simple. Well, we do we do for brokers what brokers do for clients is often clients know ostensibly what to do, yet the gap between knowing what to do and getting it done there's a there's an ocean between, yeah. and this is where you turn to people who you can trust to help guide you to that outcome. And everybody needs a slightly different level of guidance, but the common thread is knowing what to do uh, amongst all of the things that you could do is only a part of the equation. Actually getting it done, sticking to it, making good decisions amongst all the decisions you could be making um, and doing all of that during the hurly-burly of everyday life, that's where we all need help. We all need a mentor, a guide, a coach. Your clients need it, which is why they turn to brokers. That's why people really use brokers and that's why brokers use us to help them build a, um, a successful business. It's the same reason. Yeah, exactly. Let's Let's pivot into a bit of a summary conclusion into, well, knowing this is why people really use brokers, how, let's just maybe one each in terms of what we think a broker should either stop doing or start doing or do differently, knowing that, hang on, this is why people really use me. It's not because of the rates. It's not because of the thousand lenders on my panel. So what would they maybe do in the way they show up in general knowing this information? Yeah, good question. Uh, I, I guess I'll, I'll reference the way I used to do it and I, and I feel like it was successful. And I used to very quickly, um, and, and this was reflected in the business that I built around me, but at a personal level, I used to address this um, implicit or explicit belief that people had that, you know, what deal can you do for me? Right. This is the way people will quite often approach a broker. It's like approaching a, it's almost like approaching a real estate agent uh, with, you know, want to buy a house. Now, how low can you get them? Right. <laughs> and I think people, um, still to this day, a lot of people approach a broker with that thinking, which is perpetuated um, by the media and a lot of other reasons that I need to approach this discussion as a negotiation. It's not a negotiation. A broker is not there to negotiate with the client. They can negotiate with a lender. So we've got to make sure that we show up as a trusted advisor and not as a product provider. Yep, I would 100% agree. Um, I know you had you mentioned some scripting just before about how you overcame that. People can always rewind and listen to that section again. Um, I mean, I back it up. I mean, my perspective on this is knowing that's what, people want, I would be removing the uh, default marketing and positioning statement that most brokers have on their business cards and basically everywhere that we work with 30 lenders and we'll compare thousands of products and we'll get you a better deal. Like I would remove that from the forefront of your positioning and your statements and everything you do. And I would still have it there because it's important, but I'll put on top of that everything we've talked about today. Uh, using the words that we've given you guys today. You, you should be using this in your marketing and your positioning and your conversations with people. Um, you know, yes, we're going to get you that, but predominantly what we're going to do is we're going to make this simple. We're going to show you the way, hold your hand through the process. You don't have to worry. You don't have to stress. And um, you're going to ask them better questions you're going to be clearer, you're going to be more confident, and you're going to develop a process that 
gives them these things first, trust, lack of stress, lack of worry, and then as a byproduct, they're going to get the deal that they should. Does that make sense, Ash? Oh, spot on. I I, I agree with everything. And I, I would almost uh, have on my website or my social media um, uh, presence, uh, here's my guarantee. I will help you sleep at night faster than anyone else. Yep. Or, or take out the faster than anyone else. I will help you sleep at night. That is what people at a deep level want. They want to escape emotional discomfort as fast as possible. And that's what keeps people awake at night. We've all experienced that. What wakes you up at two o'clock in the morning is that it is emotional discomfort. So people will choose whoever gets them away from that the fastest. Mm -hmm. So I would almost have on my website, here's my guarantee. I will help you sleep at night. Right, you don't, and you have your other stuff with your thirty lenders logo somewhere yeah. on the page, and have all of that stuff if you want. But that's got nothing to do with why they'll choose you. That's just a little bit of um, further comfort that I guess ticks a few more boxes around how you do business. Mm-hmm. But the reason up front should be the trust and comfort that they'll get from dealing with you. Hundred percent. Yep. And look, listeners, if you want more details on how to do this, this is what we teach in our trusted advisor process frameworks and scripts. And this is what we help our clients do is position and message yourself in the marketplace like this. And when you do this correctly and in a certain way, you show up differently, you win more business, uh, people refer more, you will build better referral partners that send you more business. It's a winning strategy. So if you'd like to know how to do that, you know, jump across to our website, uh, have a con- have a chat with the team and, you know, talk about how we can potentially help you with this stuff because we figured it all out. But uh, I've had fun with this episode, Ash, because as we do with a lot of these podcasts, we're disrupting thinking and we're flipping a lot of things on their head. And uh, hopefully we've nailed uh, this concept for our listeners. I'll I'll give I'll give my summed up answer to why people really use brokers, and I would say it's because of obtaining or it's to obtain emotional comfort. Emotional comfort, love it. Well, Ash, let's leave it there. This was fun. Uh, episode one thirty three. Listen to it again, listeners. There's some nuggets of gold and scripting and power words that you should be using in here. So do that. Uh, and looking forward to seeing you next week. Love this one, James. Good discussion. Yeah, see you next week. Bye, everybody. Thanks for joining this episode of Mortgage Broker Acceleration with Broker Ideas Group. To keep getting smarter, proven ideas in your inbox every week, subscribe to the podcast now over at brokerideasgroup.com.au forward slash podcast. If you want to accelerate even faster, access our proven results-driven programs, live events, and free resources available at brokerideasgroup.com.au. That's brokerideasgroup.com.au. And until next time, remember, life's too short to play small. So dream big, believe big, and go big with Broker Ideas Group.